Between Two Beers allows you to tap into the wisdom of some great humans as they tell their stories. So pour yourself a new potty and make yourself at home with Between Two Beers. Cheers. Michael Jordan was basically walking down the hallway getting held up by two of his, you know, people, and he was done. And that was the game where he hit the winning buzzer shot. So we sort of crossed in the hallway, and it was just sort of one of those, well, if it was now, you'd be snapping away like yeah. social media. New episodes every Sunday on iHeartRadio or wherever you get your podcasts. The ACC's Daily Agenda Podcast, powered by Musashi. Morning, Manaya and Lane in for a Wednesday po- <laughs> uh, post-Melbourne Cup clarity uh, for both of us, although not too much clarity. We are moving very slowly this morning. Neither of us can really recall how we got home. Yeah, it's one of those one of those evenings where you come in and next morning you go, hey, uh, how did we get home? I, um, yeah. Hey, yeah. Uh, it's like a, hey, yeah, uh, did I see you last night? There was a second venue involved. <laughs> yes. I, I don't know what happened, yes. uh, but to pull you behind the curtain, uh, Lane was MC at the, the, the Moet, not an ad, uh, the Moet, uh, Melbourne Cup viewing party. There were three fashion shows that you had to introduce. Yeah, yeah Bavaco it was. Uh, yeah, it was the Supret fashion <laughs> show. I met Ricky. Sticky Ricky from Sue Pret. Yeah, right. Um, bit shy behind the mic. I had to then, I had to yep. award the best dressed as well. That's right. Uh, and that was awkward. Yeah. I was dressed up, I looked like Captain Steubing. <laughs> yeah. Uh, in, a, in a white tuxedo. Yeah. You really had that, like, <laughs> I just wanted to throw my keys to you <laughs> the, the whole afternoon. Yeah, I don't I don't recall getting home. Um, what woke, a party though. Good party. Great party. Great woke, party. Woke up this morning to a photo of a pack of cigarettes on my front doorstep from where <laughs> I was fumbling around trying to get in the door. <laughs> uh, so one of those days. But I am led to believe uh, that without a fight actually won the race yesterday, five o'clock, the race that stopped two nations and potentially two relationships, um, $8.4 million Australian dollars they won for that one. That's a good, that, no, that's, that's a good night. That's good eating. Yeah, I mean, that's, that's better than our night. Uh, Mark Zara, he switched horses. So he rode Gold Trip last year and then uh, at, at one point was slated to ride Gold Trip again. Yeah. And he, and he hopped off and he jumped on without a fight. And then won it again. Great choice. Great choice. That's that's powerful stuff. Uh, Paul Moati was talk, telling us yeah. about that yesterday. I don't, I don't know how I would feel if I was the Gold Trip guy. You know, like the owner of yeah. Gold Trip. Like, like, oh, oh, okay, mate. Thanks for that. Uh, I did. Um, in the hope. Hey, did we check all our TAB tickets? Uh, no, <laughs> no, we didn't. We had there a lot so of so many. We had a lot of physical tickets. You can see. I think they're still on the ACC Instagram story. Oh yeah. We had hundreds of, um, they're all dollar bets, so I'm not too, I'm not going to go filtering through them to try and find the $3.80 that we might have won on a box Quinella. Do you know what I really, there's some things I really hope after a night like that, Mm. when you wake up in the morning and you open your TAB account and you look up the top right hand corner and you see like some sort of trifecta that you didn't pick (laughs) come in and you got like 1600 bucks and you, but I checked it this morning. Zero, zero, zero. Yeah, zero, zero, <laughs> zero. And then you even check the little yellow box that yeah. has the bonus bits. Nah. Oh, did I get anything? No, nah. nothing on that either. Um, I got on all sorts of different tips that uh, that Paul Moati was tipping yesterday or telling us that yeah. the punters were going for. And to be fair, he wasn't far off. I think it was absurd. And there was another one as well, uh, uh, Vauban. And they were right there or thereabouts, yeah. but that that bloody um, without a fight just gassed it right right at the end. And someone put ten k on that. Someone put ten k on that when it was paying seven dollars fifty, won themselves seventy five thousand dollars. That is ridiculous. Whenever I hear about those kind of bets, I wonder like, did, was that the only bet that that person put on? No. Because I sprinkled about a, a bunch of like ten dollar bets, but is that what is that? 
No, I don't reckon. Is that what ten dollars no, is for that person? Maybe, maybe. Yeah. But that's the kind of balance I want to see when I wake up in the morning. Because because <laughs> obviously I feel very, very, a little bit vulnerable. Yes. Um, you know, there's some demons. There's some sure. booze blues Big going on and just, anxiety. Yeah, there's some anxiety. But if you saw seventy five k in the top right hand corner, you'd oh. Be like, oh yeah, it would, it would cure everything. <laughs> you wouldn't think twice about what you did last night. Hey, uh, tell you, is that a big morning? Who's that? The big show. Yeah, the big show. Here's how it sounded. Gee, Smitty. Dulcet tones Smitty. Smitty. S- is, can someone check on Smitty? <laughs> can someone go to India and check on Smitty? Because he sounded like he was about to expire. Yeah, I mean, he was. That was one of the most remarkable innings you'll ever see. Aussie were 91 for seven. And if Ga- Afghanistan beat them, then that would have knocked Aussie out of the, the um, finals, I think. Oh, no, probably would have knocked us out. Yeah, knocked us out. Sorry, <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's what yeah. I was going to say. Yeah. yeah. Um, so Glenn Maxwell has saved us. Go and watch the highlights if you haven't already. I'm sure they'll be on um, Instagram, probably ours. He can't walk by by the end of the innings. He's cramping hard. He's cramping hard. And as a man who suffered from cramp last night as well, I woke up at three in the morning. Did you score 200? To my right calf. In my dream, I did. <laughs> um, and it was debilitating for me. But he, yeah, completely cramped out. Let's not forget that he missed the last game because of a concussion that he suffered at the Jesse Ryder Invitational <laughs> Golf Tournament that the Australian cricket team played, Yeah, where he fell off the back of a golf cart and hit his head and was out for a game for a concussion. Then he comes back, cramps up, can't run. The highlights look ridiculous. He's standing there like his feet are screwed into the earth. 21 fours and 10 sixes. How? And they look ridiculous because he, he literally can't move his feet. So it's like... I don't know, it's like they instituted, it looks like if you just told the guy, right, you cannot move your feet for the re- remainder of this innings, like as a training thing. Yeah. And I don't know, there's been some bizarre things happening at this World Cup. India smacking uh, South Africa and holding them to 80 runs, holding Sri Lanka to 55, even though Sri Lanka are awful, but still yeah. 55. And now this, I don't know, it's just such a topsy-turvy yeah, yeah. World the, Cup. The timing out of uh, Angelo Matthews the yeah. day before, but, uh, you know, God bless Glenn Maxwell. Because uh, if he hadn't done that, we would have been in a bit of strife. Yeah, um, yeah. Bizarrely. Imagine Afghanistan. Ma- that would have been weird if Afghanistan had made the semi-finals of the Cricket World Cup. How yeah. much they'd be paying for that? Oh, like, mate, it would have been. That would have been surely. ridiculous. A war-torn yeah. country making the final. Yeah. <laughs> That's out of control. Um, but yeah, the big show. He's absolutely saved us, and uh, yeah, we're, we're very thankful to him as well. Wow! Tyson Fury down against Francis Ngannou. Unbelievable scenes. And more unbelievable scenes coming out uh, this week. Apparently, Joseph Parker is in talks to fight Francis Ngannou, who, uh, is, as you just heard there, he's the guy that just fought Tyson Fury. He was the UFC fighter. Yeah. Uh, and he got into a contract dispute with Dana White. Basically, he was saying he's worth so much more than what the UFC was paying him. So he walked out on his contract with the UFC. They made about $100 million fighting Tyson Fury a couple of weeks ago. Yeah. Did, did all right. Gave a good account of himself. And now apparently uh, Parker's in talks uh, to fight him, which would be huge for Parker. He's 33-3 and three at the moment. Yeah. Uh, I think he's 32 years old, 32 or 33 is my age. Um, but heavyweights can box until they're like almost 50. So Yeah. I was, he's got plenty of years left. The best thing that's happened to boxing is the Tyson Fury reality TV show. That oh, is yeah. the only thing that's happening that's good in boxing. Is yeah. watching watching that Tyson Fury family. Yeah, 
that whole family and how he parents is one of the great shows. <laughs> yeah. It would be an absolute nightmare living with that guy. But yeah, go, go and watch that one. And it was one, it's, you know, there's so many sports docos at the moment. That's the only vaguely sports doco that my missus watched and absolutely yeah. loved. Um, so if you haven't watched that, go and watch it. But this would be huge for Parker because that Nganu, like, You've seen the guy. Yes, I've seen him. He's a rig. He is a terrifying human being. Yeah. Um, He he immigrated to the States from somewhere like Cameroon or something like that and he worked in the mines he was like a <laughs> in the sand mines just punching sand out just punching sand out and he's like I reckon there's more to this and he's just made himself like a hundred million dollars by fighting Tyson Fury and that would put Joseph Parker on the map because I think if you're into boxing you know who Joseph Parker is like globally yeah but if you're like people don't really know who he is yeah uh, that don't follow boxing so this would sort of put him on the map particularly if he was to win as well it'll be it'll be massive if he so. loses though um, I mean, it's still good for him, though, I think, because, you know, either way, people will know who he is. Yeah, right. Um, and if he loses, it'll it'll be a bigger story because Francis Ngannou has won a boxing match. Isn't Parker signed up to Sky over in the UK for some deal? That's why he was on that rich list? Anyway, I, without doing any research. Was he on a rich list? Yeah, yeah remember oh, we, yeah. we had the top 10 Oh, yes, yes. And he did. was on there. Yeah. Yeah, um, anyway. God bless him. Okay. Uh, all right. It is Wednesday, so I have reached way back into whatever brain cells I've yep. got left to bring you another. Half-baked sports idea. I came up with this one a while ago. Um, it is a rule change to the NBA yep. where we get rid of free throws. No more free throws. Most boring part of the NBA is watching yep. free throws. Uh, and we're going to do it like the NHL do it. So for a defensive foul, you take a team into a power play until a change of position. So, you know, in NHL, they yes. take a guy off the ice. Yeah. Um, so we take a guy, he has to stand behind the basket at the, at the end line. Uh, like so, old school Sinbin in rugby. Like remember, a Sinbin. Remember you have to stand under the stand post? Stand under the post, yeah. Uh, so then it's five on four. If there's another defensive foul, then it's five on three and so on and so on. Um it could be five on one. So instead of free throws, the most boring part of the game, we get wide open dunks, we get threes, we get all sorts. Because now our team's playing five on four or four on three or whatever. You've had a lot of stupid ideas, Manai. <laughs> a lot of stupid ideas, a lot of not even half baked, I'd yeah. say quarter baked ideas. This one's not bad. I just think the only thing is it's going to be real chaotic because basketball's already so fast back and forth. Yeah. Now you've all of a sudden got to keep track of, right, you've got to go and stand underneath the basket, keep playing. I think if you had that, you'd have to have another official. That was in charge of holding players behind the hoop. You yeah, know what I mean? Like yeah. in the, some sort of cage and like keeping track of who's on and who's not. You've just got a retired UFC fighter, who's just Mark Hunt, standing yeah. underneath each end. <laughs> or, they, two Mark Hunts. or maybe they wear um, like the, you know, the bracelets. Like, so when the angle bracelet. Yeah, so it does gives you a shock if you get back on court. Oh, like a dog collar. Yeah. <laughs> I, I was thinking the home detention oh, Yeah, bracelet. that's what I was thinking. Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. But it's it's got a double... Function if you come back on court, it, it shocks you <laughs> or something. Yeah. I used to work with, I'm sure I've told you this story before, but I used to work in a dairy farm with a guy that was on home detention and yeah. he had the ankle bracelet on. We didn't have enough motorbikes, so if the cows were in the back, back, back paddock, he would drive me until his ankle started beeping <laughs> and then I would have to hop off and walk the rest of the way and he would drive back into the shit. Okay, obviously, he was allowed within a certain area of his workplace. Is that how it worked? Uh, he lived on the farm. Oh, yeah. yeah. So it was like a certain radius from his house. We, and, uh, I was playing last man stands in the domain, and um, there was a guy fielding in like gully, uh, and um, one of our teams smashed it at gully, and it hit this guy in the leg, and he he it looked like he was chasing the ball to the boundary because it went for four, and he just kept on running, <laughs> and jumped in his car and drove off, and we're like, what the fuck's happening? He goes, oh. 
uh, the ball smashed his bracelet off, his br- smashed his ankle home detention <laughs> bracelet off. Uh, so he had to immediately report to his parole officer. <laughs> so he just ran off the field, got in his car and drove off. <laughs> oh, that is brilliant. Um, okay, so now LeBron's going to have to play in an ankle bracelet, yeah. um, and that's the only way that we're going to be able to keep track of him. Uh, that is today's Half-Baked Sports oh, Idea. That is today's Half-Baked Daily Agenda. We'll be back tomorrow for the Thursday edition of the Daily Agenda, um, hopefully with a few more functioning and firing pa- uh, brain cells. I'm going to go have some pre-work. Yeah, 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 absolutely. I'll join you in that endeavour. We'll see you tomorrow. The ACC's Daily Agenda Podcast, powered by Musashi. Between my legs, between my legs, go! The squirrel was like running between the legs and then try and flip the squirrel. Somatic sexologist Morgan Penn is back with Hayley Sproul for a new season of Sex.Life. So more and more little pets started appearing and some horses for the pony play. Sex.Life, a new episode every Wednesday. Listen on iHeartRadio or wherever you get your podcasts. Thanks to Wild Secrets. Wild Secrets.